What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Next Gen Radio. This is episode number 177, and I am your host, Mike Ercolano, today with my co-host and head coach at Next Generation Training Center, John Esposito. Hello, hello. Today we have an episode of Ask Next Gen, where we answer three of your questions, either submitted to our email at ask at nextgenradiopodcast.com or asked right here in person during a training session or before and after, uh, which is where our first question came from. It came from one of our members, Dan. He asked me this the other day. Um, he said, I watch all of your Wisdom with Winston videos. How do you walk outside when it's so cold, and is it actually healthy? Now, for our listeners who are not members, every Wednesday I post a video in our members-only Facebook group um, called Wisdom with Winston, where I'm out walking my dog, obviously Winston. I'm not Winston. Um, <laughs> walking my dog, Winston. And uh, I just kind of talk about whatever's on my mind or a topic that happened in the gym or um, something health, nutrition, mental health related. So uh, that's what Wisdom with Winston is. So, you know, there's many times I, I commit to walking almost every day you know pretty much every day and um a lot of those days it's really cold out right now in new jersey it's you know end end of january not middle of january end of january and uh some days are pretty brutal not today though it's like 45 degrees yeah, out, yesterday right? and nice. today really nice like spring um but anyway so um, no matter what no matter how cold it is i still go outside and how do i walk outside when it's cold i just kind of layer up and yeah. just do it you know sometimes it's, it's cold and especially in the beginning but you actually get used to it when you're out there and the more you do it you kind of build up a tolerance for it as well uh you know it is rough when it's like like windy and like where the wind's like biting through you like that mm -hmm. cold hard like but you know, you kind of get used to it. And um, I, when I was, you know, a couple of years ago, I guess a little bit younger, and I, I was never someone who enjoyed the cold. And now I actually like going outside. I feel good when I go outside in the cold. I, I try to spend time um, outside in the cold. So um, personally, I think it is healthy. I think it's good to get some exposure out Absolutely. in the elements in the cold weather. What you, you think so too, John? Yeah, there's um there's a lot of like shown uh, benefits from being out in the cold, whether it's cold exposure with a ice mm -hmm. bath or just being out in the cold with more flesh showing than you normally would. A lot of it's do with blood pressure. A lot of it has to do with your skin health. A lot of people get healthier skin just from being out in the cold for a little bit longer. Um, like I said, it's great for lowering blood pressure. It is a great way to manage your stress. Having to deal with the cold and solely deal with the cold is a great way to shut down your nervous system and concentrate on specifically that task. Mm -hmm. um, there's been some evidence that it's a great, it's a, not a great way, but a good way to help burn excess fat that you may be having a struggle with. I'm not sure the exact science behind it, but it helps build what we call brown fat, which is your healthier fat around your um, around your organs and everything like that. Very kind of a hypothetical, not, not hypothetical, but kind of a hypothetical thing. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's kind of a, it's like a buzzword-ish, right? People talk about the brown fat and how cold exposure. I don't know how much of a difference it actually makes, especially when it comes to fat loss. But um, yeah, it's definitely something you'll hear like brown fat. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, again, I don't think it makes a huge difference in fat loss, but I do think that it actually does help your immune system. You know, like we were, we were talking about before we came on um, on the show on the air that you know, as long as in moderation, right? You don't want to go out and get you know frostbite. You absolutely. Know, um, but uh, a little bit is definitely, or a little bit of exposure fairly often is pretty. Um, is probably pretty good for you. Now, the only one thing that you do have to be careful of is that although it. It does boost your immune system in the short term when you actually are outside. There might be a slight decrease in your immune system. Mm -hmm. It kind of goes to, you know, the whole, you know, 
lifestyle of getting sick by going outside. You don't really get sick by going on the cold. It's not the cold weather that makes you sick. Um, but when you are outside in the cold, so a big defense mechanism uh, is, um, or are, I forgot what they're called, in your nose, there's actually um, like fibers and I should have uh, looked at it before we came on, um, but there's there's actually like a protective mechanism in your mucus and your membrane um, in your nose that when it's cold it actually decreases the um, likelihood of it stopping a virus. So that's why um, you may be a little bit more exposed to getting sick if you are in the cold. It's not it has nothing to do with the cold weather. It has to do with the response from your membranes in your nose. So um, you do may want to you know make sure that. Uh, you're not outside walking with somebody who has a cold and then it, you pick up from Smart idea. Um Other than that, you know, in a longer run, spending time outside in, in, in the cold weather will actually help improve your immune system you know, potentially. So I think it's healthy. I think it's great for you. I think if uh, you um, start implementing it even a little bit every day just to get some outdoor exposure, um, it, it would be something good for, for most people to do. 100%, I would agree. When I was, uh, I mean, I don't remember this, when I was a baby, I guess my the pediatrician or whatever, when I, my the, my doctor uh, was like this old, uh, I think he was like a Russian dude or a Polish dude or something, my mom was saying. And he always, when I was an infant, he would say, take take me outside, no matter what the weather, because it yeah. helps build stronger babies and stronger kids. Absolutely. And it kind of goes along with that, so... Let's move on. Question number two. When is the best time of day to track my food? Um, if possible, right after you eat or if you can while you're eating so you make sure you actually just get it done and over with. But for the sake, we were just talking about this beforehand. A lot of people will track their food at the end of the day and they're going to be over their calories or over what their recommended amount is because they're not able to track it in live action. See that, hey, I'm hitting these specific goals at these specific times. I need to start tapering down my intake a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if you can try doing it at least right after you eat or break it into sections throughout the days, like every third of a day or like halfway through the day, try to write down what you wrote or what you ate in the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. But to your best of your ability, try to do it as soon as after eating. Cause you don't always eat all your meal too. Right. There's a lot of times where you're going to write down, Oh, I had this, but you didn't actually have this. You had a little bit less or you might've had a little bit more cause you're a little extra hungry. Right. Just try to do it as you're going about your day to the best of your ability. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, it's hundred percent correct. This came from someone who, who said that they were struggling with tracking their food because they're doing it all at the end of the day and exactly what you said happened to them. You know, they, we get to the end of the day and all of a sudden they're over calories and they're, you know, it's too late, right? They The day is over and they waited to track it. You definitely want to track throughout the day. It's best to do it during the meal or, or while you're prepping the meal or, or whatever. You know, like it's best to do it right away because like you said, John, you may not eat the whole thing. Um, you may, you know, just frankly forget what you had or the amount mm -hmm. you had. If you wait till the end of the day, you might miss some things like snacks. Like, you know, a lot of people will, you know, grab a handful of, you know, peanuts or something like that, you know, eating snacks and then forget to track that at the end of the day. But those calories add up, those whatever macronutrients you're tracking changes. So you want to make sure that you're tracking throughout the day, definitely during each meal if you can. And it's a habit, just like anything else. Like a lot of people do it at the end of the day because they just forget or they don't think about it. But you have to put reminders. You have to make yourself conscious and intentional about, about tracking until it becomes a habit where you don't really even think about it. Your tracking is just tied in with, with your meals. So, 
definitely don't wait till the end of the day. No. That's an easy way to uh, um, screw up. Right. Uh, all right, question number three, a popular uh, – well, I don't know if it's so popular now. It used to be pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but does apple cider vinegar help with weight loss? This is a very um, – what is it, holistic health kind of question? Yeah, I guess you could say that. This is a very holistic health kind of question. But the evidence says that, no, it doesn't really help with weight loss. But there are things, quote, unquote, that – it does help with that can eventually help with weight loss that, but there's not enough evidence to really support it. So like what making the, you nauseous and throwing up and there's losing weight. There's sometimes that. that. Yeah. Um, what the, there's a couple studies done on looking at appetite, the appetite suppressant ability of it. And what it is, is a lot of people noted that when they drink apple cider vinegar and they start eating, they eat afterwards, they get to a fullness level a little bit quicker. Now the, Idea is because you have acetic acid inside your apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. it reacts with the stomach acid and it helps, nu- not neutralize, but helps bring the stomach to more of a quote unquote full feeling. But that was only in half of the study. So it wasn't enough to really say, hey, this is definite, this is going to be helping out. Right. But if that is the case, yes, it does help with weight loss because you're not going to be eating as much. You won't, you won't eat to past fullness, you'll eat right to fullness, but... Mm-hmm. For the most part, and going off of most of the science, there's not really much benefit to drinking apple cider vinegar, unless you like using it in your food. Yeah, right. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. If you like it, then yeah. But there's really not that much, especially with weight loss, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, I think it's touted or used to be as like you take a shot in the morning and it like lights your metabolism on fire or something like that. Um, but it's just really just not not true. Um, it doesn't really help at all with weight loss unless actually it suppresses your appetite a little bit if that's really the case um you know i just i don't think it's true i've never taken a shot of apple cider vinegar and not eaten like my normal meal like i never felt fuller from that so i think there may be some gut health benefits to it i i don't know um you know that's uh it's very debatable as well, especially with gut health and with the you know acids in your stomach breaking down. Like I don't know if there's actually some real gut health to it that could be uh, an argument, but I really don't think that there's much need for it in in your diet if you have not at all. You know everything in check, or if, even if you don't, I really just don't think apple cider vinegar will really do too much for most people. You know, I mean. Yeah, at least from what the evidence has been, or the evidence in the research says, there's yeah. not really much benefit to it. And there's been a lot of studies. There's been over 100 studies from what I saw that talked about just that. And I think it was 20-something percent, which isn't significant in mm-hmm. the case of research. Okay, or it was no. less than 20-something percent. That's not significant in the case of research. Said that it didn't really have any benefit. Right. And there was the occasional that were really specifically looking at certain variables. But that's when you get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, and I think for most people... Uh, you know, this type of question comes up because they're looking for something that's going to be like a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And there really is no quick fix to weight loss, right? It's taking a shot of apple cider vinegar is not going to be your quick fix. Unless you, you know, take these some of these drugs, right? The um, like Manjaro and uh, what's the popular, the diabetes drug that everyone's taking? Oh, to, God. Um, you know, those might be a quick fix. Uh, gosh, right in my tongue. But anyway, um you know, so like taking those, yeah, but unless, you know, you're really taking a prescription drug like that, there's no such thing as a quick fix when it comes to weight loss. You have to 
be in a caloric deficit, make sure you're eating whole foods, make sure you're exercising, you know, doing all the healthy things, sleeping enough, drinking enough water, all, all the things that, you know, that go along with it. And you have to do them consistently over a long period of time to, to lose weight. And that's just the Absolutely. facts of it. Um, there's nothing that's going to be quick uh, about weight loss. Uh, unfortunately, it would be nice. You know, we'd, we'd make a lot more money in our business because we'd be getting people results in like two weeks. and everyone up. But it takes a long time to to a long time and a commitment to weight loss. So if you're looking at something like apple cider vinegar, because you think it's going to speed it up and speed up the process, it's not, you really want to change your mindset and just understand that it's going to be a process. It's going to be, you got to trust the, um, trust the process, trust the, um, system or, or What's that word? Trust the process. Yeah, yeah trust the process. You got it right. Yeah, all right. It just didn't sound right when it was coming out. Um, but yeah, you got to trust the process and just know that it's just going to happen over time if you just do the right things consistently and don't make yourself sick by taking shots of apple cider vinegar <laughs> <laughs> unless you enjoy doing that. Yeah. So uh, that would be it. Those are our three questions for today. You got any final thoughts? No, I for a good variety of questions this time. Normally they have like one theme, but mm-hmm. it's a little all over the place. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you are uh, around the Randolph area and would like to join us for our 50 Strong Challenge, it has begun. It started uh, on the 22nd, but that does not mean you can't sign up now and start today because it is your 50 days. It's not, it doesn't have to start on 22nd. So 50 Strong, we've done podcasts on it in the past. Go back and listen to it. I think it's episode one, 175. We talk mm-hmm. all about it. And uh if you want to sign up for that, the link will be in the show notes. Just click on that, put your information in, and we will be in touch with you, like, probably right away. So, that's awesome. it. Have a great day, everybody. Yep. Thanks for listening. Until next episode, which will be airing on Tuesday. Thank you and be well.